You're listening to A Sure Hope with Pastor Dave Shank of Calvary Chapel, Cape May in Cape May, New Jersey. Join us as Pastor Dave teaches verse by verse through God's Word. William Barclay said this, quote, All Christians are like children, for all can regain innocence by the forgiveness of Christ. All Christians are like fathers, like full-grown, responsible men who can think and learn their way deeper and deeper into the knowledge of Christ. And all Christians are like young men with glorious and vigorous strength to fight and win the battles against the tempter of his power. So John is writing you with a wide meaning here. Fathers, you are rich and deep in the knowledge of God. Pass it on. As Christians, both new and old, we're encouraged to spread the gospel. The best way to do that is to first know the gospel. One of the greatest ways to learn anything is to speak with people who have done it for a long time. That applies to sharing our faith as well. Learn from a master to become one yourself. Now, here's Pastor Dave in the book of 1 John chapter 2 as he continues his message, The Signs of Spiritual Development. I write to you, young men, because you've overcome the wicked one. Who are the young men? I call these the in-betweeners. The young men are the in-betweeners. They're not children anymore, and they haven't really become the fathers yet. But they're on their way to maturity. These are the frontline people of God's work. These are the ones that are out there, the young ones, and they're invincible. And there's advantages to the youth. And you got to quote George Bernard Shaw, who said, youth is such a wonderful thing, it's a shame it's wasted on the young. <laughs> Actually, I didn't know George Bernard Shaw said that until I found this quote. But these men, these young men, and it has less to do with age than it does activity, than it does act product activity. These are on the road to maturity. These Christians don't simply enjoy fellowship with God. They simply don't enjoy the forgiveness of God, however they do, but they're willing to fight. They're willing to be on the front line of ministry and go toe-to-toe with the enemy. They're willing to stand toe-to-toe and fight the enemy where he is. They're willing to enter the fight. They're going to fight by any means they have. They engage in battle with the wicked one. And it's like in wartime. When we go to war, what nation in war sends out the kids? None that I know of. What nation in war sends out the old guys? None. It's the young, virile ones that we send to war. They're the ones that fight. Well, that's what he's talking about here. He's talking about the greatest effort, the greatest cost, the greatest strength is expected from our young people. One commentator said this, this is interesting, quote, For this reason, many have sought to stay in spiritual childhood as long as possible. This is wrong. You'd be considered a draft dodger or a vagrant. We expect children not to fight in wars and to be supported by others, but we don't expect it of adults. We expect them to fight. Young men, you have overcome the wicked one. And these young men have overcome the spiritual forces that would seek to destroy their spiritual life. They've become strong, and the roots are getting deep also. they become strong. They know that the battle is against Satan and his emissaries. They know that the battle is against spiritual principles and powers. But they know 
Their partner is God. They know they're connected to the Lord. These young men, they become the big brothers to the children. They become the big brothers to help the children along. How many of you had big brothers? I had two big brothers. I had one that was eight years older, and I had one that was six years older. Whew. They run me through the mill. You kidding? Wow. But I loved it. I loved the fact. I loved my big brothers. It was great. They taught me a lot of things, good, bad, and indifferent. But they taught me things. This is what young men do. Young men who are spiritual teach the little ones spiritual things. They show them by example what to do. And I thank God for the young men. I thank God for the young men because they're the next leaders of the church. They're the ones who are going to come up and take care of the church. So. As we get to verse 13, where am I? I lost my page. Here we are. As we get to verse 13, um, C, he starts going backwards again, encouraging the little children again. He begins to repeat his encouragement with the little children, and he's going to take all three stages again and look at it. Look at 13, C. I write, I write to you, little children, because you have known the Father. Now, We have a difference in words here. We have a difference in words, and it's important. Whereas the first time we read the word little children, it was talking about darlings or loved ones. Now we're talking about babies. Now this one we're talking about in Greek, we're talking about babies or infants. These are the brand new believers. These are those who have just accepted the Lord, who are just coming into the kingdom. These are the brand newbies. What does he say about infants? You have known the Father. All their awareness is of their Heavenly Father and they're part of a family. What are the characteristics of little children? Yeah, they poop and smell bad. No, not truly. Little children are needy. Little kids, infants are needy. They're carefree. Someone's going to take care of me. Sometimes they're selfish. Sometimes they're ignorant. That means without knowledge, folks. Sometimes they're demanding. Little children are demanding sometimes. Sometimes they're simple-minded. I call little children EGN. Extra grace needed. They're extra grace needed. These are the ones that have just begun their journey. They've just begun their journey, but they're growing. You know, a thought came to me as I was looking at this. You know, we always look at the proverb, train up a child the way he should go, and he won't leave it, you know, won't come back to it. And we always apply it to our little ones. Well, this can apply to new believers as well. This can apply to new believers. Train them up the way they should go. Train them up in the Lord. Train them up and admonish them to follow God. Admonish them in the ways of the Lord, and they won't depart. And that's what we need to do to these little ones. And this is what John's saying. Train up these little ones. Take care of them. Look out for them. But if you're a young person, don't worry about it because others around you should help you grow. And we're not talking about age again. We're talking about new believers. I became a new believer at 43. So we're talking about new believers, someone who is new in the Lord, someone who hasn't known the Lord that long. We need to bring them along. And then when you get to verse 14a, he goes back to the fathers. I've written to you fathers because you have known him who is from the beginning. Once again, he's referring to the seasoned saint. And one of the characteristics of maturity is that you know more about God than you did a day ago. Or you did a year ago or a week ago. 
John is saying, you may have known the Lord for a very, very long time. But let me ask you a question. Do you know more about the Lord now than you did before? Are you in a different place with the Lord, a better place than the Lord, than you were were a while back? That's the sign of maturity. That's a sign of growing in the Lord and growing in his ammunition as he continues to pour his heart out from you. Do you know the Lord more now than you did when you first came to know him? Or are you still at that same place? See, you're supposed to grow. We're supposed to move in the Lord. And you know, all Paul wanted to do in writing to the Philippians, all he wanted to do was to know the Lord. And the beautiful verse in verse 10 that he says, that I may know him the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain the resurrection of the dead. That I may know him was Paul's biggest desire. And then he says before that, that I can be found in him. What a wonderful thing. Do you want to know the Lord like that? Is that your goal, to know the Lord at the level that he wants to take you to? That should be our goal. As we said before, Lord, take me to the level you want me to go to. I'm ready. Take me up there. I'm I'm ready to go. Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want to take me, I'm ready. I'm willing. Let's go. If there's something holding me back, show me and I'll get rid of it so we can go. See, this is what he wanted. This is what Paul wanted. Paul wanted to grow in his knowledge of God. If you think that you've already grown as much as you possibly can grow, then sadly, you're still immature. You're still immature. If you think you're there, oh, don't tell me that story. I've heard that a thousand times. Oh, I know that. I know that Bible verse. I know that. I can't learn anything. You're in trouble. Keep growing. We should never stop growing, ever, regardless of our age or our time in the Lord. He goes back to the young guns goes back to the young guns and he says this. I have written to you young men because you are strong and the word of the Lord and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. He goes back to, to the young ones. It's the presence of God's word in our lives that makes us strong, that makes these young people strong. They're living and worrying about the word of God. Have you met any Christian who were soft targets for the devil? Do we know anybody who might be a soft target for the devil? We had this discussion on Friday. Who does this devil love to come after? The weak. The ones who's struggling, the one who's not really reading their word, who isn't strong in their word, the devil loves to come against that. And we talked about this on Friday. It's like watching the animal planet when the, when the lions are standing up on the, on the thing and they're watching all the wildebeest go by. And they're watching all this herd. And all of a sudden they see one limping. Oh, he's limping. And that's the one they go after. Satan is the same way. If he sees you not feasting on the word, if he sees you a little weak, if he views you as a little bit weak, he can come after you. Do you live in constant temptation and a constant consent to sin? John writes to those who have grasped the revelation, knowing that knowing Jesus means our lives are conforming to his life. 
Our life is different. We ought to walk as he walked. That's what he said already. The young men grow ever mature by paying attention and obeying God's word. The secret to Christian growth and maturity is to allow the word of God to abide in you. Just like we want Christ to abide in him and us in him and he in us. The word of God comes to live in you. You may get a grip on the word, and, and but most of all, you want the word to have a grip on you. You know, someone once asked me if uh, I said I know the word of God. They said, "Yeah, but you know, do you know the God of the Word?" And I want to make sure that I have that. All mature Christians have a literacy rate on the Bible. They know the Bible. And it's more than intellectual knowledge. It's more than spitting off scriptures and spitting off things. It's an intellectual knowledge that is deep within them because they've experienced God's word in their lives. They've lived it. They've gotten through it. And they've watched God get them through circumstances that maybe they shouldn't have gotten through. But only by the hand of God and only by his grace and mercy through his word has he gotten them through it. Show me a person who has the power with God, and I'll show you a person who is absorbed with Bible, and who reads the Bible and studies the Bible, and is lifted up in the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing the Word of God. Do young people do what? That I can't do anymore. They exercise. So you want to get pumped up? We need to start a soul-building program. We need to do Bible push-ups. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five, six. We need to start a push-up program with Bibles. We need to stretch our spiritual muscles by doing some serious Bible study. But you know what? If you're a, I was a runner for a long, long time. And you can tell by the looks of me, I don't run anymore. I used to run for a long, I used to love to run. And I used to hate to miss a day running. And some of you gym people are like that. You know, when you miss a day, you're like, you just get all weird because you missed your day of workout. We should be that way if we miss a day reading the Bible. We should be that exact same way if we miss the time with the Lord, spending time with the Lord. We should get all wild. The young men are becoming mature. Think of what God is saying, excuse me, think of what John is saying, or the Holy Spirit through John is saying. The mature Christian is marked by strength, and he's marked by the presence of God's Word in his life. And what's the third characteristic of the mature Christian? He's overcome the wicked one. He's overcome the wicked one. This means success. Success over the devil. Satan preys on the weak and the immature. But we are overcomers. How do we overcome? I was waiting for somebody to say that. Yes, right. Revelation 12, 11. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, we've overcome the evil one. So what's the bottom line here as we wrap this up today? The bottom line is real Christians to live the real life, grow up. Grow up. Don't stay in one stage. Well, how do we grow up? We draw near to God. We pray. We ask for wisdom. And we overcome Satan by God's word. We overcome him by refusing to yield our bodies to sin. We overcome by clothing ourselves with the armor of God. Not giving in to anger or giving place for sin in any way. Don't give any reason for the devil to come near you. We submit to God and the devil flees according to James. We're, we, we overcome not by submitting to sin's enticement or not by taking invitations to the world. We don't do that. 
So in conclusion, my question today is, which stage are you in of your spiritual development? Again, don't look upon yourself any way at all about what stage you're in. Because look around the room, we should all be in different stages. And you can't be in the stage I'm at, and I can't be in the stage that you're at, because it's individual. It's all individual. It's easy to look to someone and go, oh, they're a baby. No, well, you don't know. Maybe some of us think we're stronger than we really are. Maybe we're deceiving ourselves. John warned us about that. Some of us are old and tired. But God's not finished with us either. By golly, Moses was 80 when God sent him to Egypt. Abraham was over 100 when Isaac was born. It's never too old to serve the Lord. Billy Graham just passed away a few years ago. He was in his late 90s, almost 100. Our beloved Chuck Smith, 86 years old, Sunday, did three services on Sunday, had cancer of the lungs, had was problem, but probably really suffering. He did three services on Sunday, went back on a Sunday night to did another service, went in on Monday and did his radio program, went home, sat down, and the Lord took him home. 86 years old. I found this. I have this hanging in my office. Psalm 71, verse 18 says, Now also when I am old and gray-headed, O God, do not forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to everyone who is to come. I love that. If you're an infant, praise God. You can learn. You have everything you need to grow. You have everything at your disposal to go because we're told that God has given you everything for life and godliness in Jesus Christ. So if you're an infant, what a great thing. We thank God that he gives us babies. We thank God when babies grow. We enjoy the excitement of a fresh forgiveness. It's fun when a new believer comes in and you see people accept the Lord. There's power there and there's excitement there when people accept the Lord. It's exciting. We've had altar calls here where people have come forward and it charges you up. It gets you excited to see new life being born. Enjoy the maturation that the Holy Spirit's going to take control of your life. John wanted some to grow up, others to keep a sense fresh of grace, and others to take the steps, next step. William Barclay said this, quote, All Christians are like children, for all can regain innocence by the forgiveness of Christ. All Christians are like fathers, like full-grown, responsible men who can think and learn their way deeper and deeper into the knowledge of Christ. And all Christians are like young men with glorious and vigorous strength to fight and win the battles against the tempter of his power. So John is writing you with a wide meaning here. Fathers, you are rich and deep in the knowledge of God. Pass it on. Let others partake of that riches. Let others partake of that wonderful thing that you have. Young men, you are strong, but remember where your strength comes from. Remember to give praise to God when he does something and allows you to be strong. Remember where it comes from. Children, bring all your cares to the Lord. Cast your cares on him for he cares for you. Take your cares and give it to the Lord. Trust in him. Study God's word. Embrace the principles that are here in God's word. Fellowship one another with the saints. Do nothing that would shame your Savior. Paul says, I don't want to do anything to harm him. I don't want to do anything. It's his love that constrains me. 
But it's also his love that compels me. Share your faith with others. Share it with others and grow. You know, a healthy baby, when cared for, grows up. A teenager with proper provision and training grows up. Growth is automatic physically. And it should be automatically spiritually when we're healthy. When we have healthy. How do you get healthy? Well, for worst, first, you eat. You have to eat. We feed on the word of God. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. Every body needs rest. Our rest is in the Lord Jesus. We learn to rely on him, to rely on his strength, to learn to live in total dependence upon him, to know that he has a perfect plan for my life and he will move me into that plan if I submit to him and allow him to do so. And exercise. Exercise your faith. Trust in God. Obey God. Get busy in Him, letting you lead and guide you by His Spirit and know that He has a perfect plan for everyone here. The plan is different, but yet it's collectively the same. And He has a perfect plan for you, even in the midst of this wacky times in which we live. He has a perfect plan that He wants you to do. So God can use you, whether you're a newborn baby, whether you're a young gun, or whether you're an old timer. God can use you. He can use you in whichever position you are in. Some of you are been in the Lord a long time, but yet you're still of a younger age. Praise God for you. Let God use you the way he wants you to use. And don't be afraid if you're new, if you don't have an understanding. Learn and let God show you what he can and take all he has. And you know, for us who have some years behind us, I'm not going to sit back in my hammock and eat bonbons. Well, it sounds good sometimes. I'm not going to sit back and relax. I'm going to keep pressing onward because there's a prize. There's a prize that I'm looking forward to, and it's the high calling of Jesus Christ. And I want to press onward, and I want this church to press forward. I want us to move forward and touch the hearts of those we come in contact with and to love one another the way we've been loved by a gracious and glorious God who loved you so much that he would allow his beloved son to go to a cross. That whoever believes in him and believes in that cross will have everlasting life and won't perish. I hope that's you. You know, I look around the room and I think I'm preaching to the choir, but I don't know. Maybe there's someone in here who hasn't accepted the Lord Jesus in their life and maybe you want to do that today. Wouldn't that be wonderful if you did that today? Maybe there's some of you in here who have backslidden a little bit. You know, you're, you're, you're kind of sliding down. I'm not growing the way I want to grow. I'm not making the headway that I want to make. Maybe now the Lord knows your desire and he has you here today so you can say, this is where I want to do. I want to move forward. I want to move forward in you. You are We'd love to keep studying the Word of God with you again next time on Assure Hope. In the meantime, we invite you to learn more about this program by visiting our website, assurehoperadio.com. There, you'll find our archive of previous messages from Pastor Dave Shank available to listen to and even share with your friends and family. 
Just look under the Messages tab. You can listen to additional teachings from this series in 1 John or jump into another book of the Bible. A Sure Hope is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cape May. If you're without a church family, we'd love for you to join us this weekend. We meet weekly on Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. and We'd be happy to meet you and hear your story. You'll find all the information you need by visiting assurehoperadio.com. Look on our website for directions, as well as the various ministries that we offer. If you live further away or are unable to come in person, we understand and we'd still love for you to be a part of our church family virtually. You can join us for church online through Facebook Live and on YouTube. Just follow the links that are available at assurehoperadio.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe to keep up to date with the latest information. Well, this edition is coming to a close, but we're grateful that you've been a part of our listening audience today. Make sure you join us again next time for more from 1 John, where Pastor Dave has more to share about this book. We look forward to that time with you again as your heart is reminded of God's love here on A Sure Hope.